Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Athletic. This is the best club in the world. Don't care what other people do. Alexander-Arnold takes it with Whip Banco. And Trent Alexander-Arnold comes up with some answers to the critics. That was beautiful. So the crisis is over, at least in Europe anyway. A change formation, a convincing win, and it puts the Reds on a good footing in the Champions League group stage. The big question now is can they produce it against top-of-the-table Arsenal? Don't forget, if you're not already a subscriber to The Athletic, you can read all of the articles on Liverpool and everything on the site if you head to theathletic.com forward slash Liverpool pod. Right now, there is a special price, a pound a month for six months, and that's at theathletic.com forward slash Liverpool pod, so don't miss that. I'm Steve Hollisall. Joining me today, James Pearce and Kiever O'Neill, and we can reflect on the Rangers win. Jürgen put a new Liverpool on show in terms of formation and it brought back smiles and, and James' positivity to the side. Yeah, a much-needed lift, wasn't it? You know, I think there was probably a little bit of trepidation thinking, you know, would there be a positive response? What what kind of reaction would there be to such a an erratic, error-strewn performance against Brighton? But, you know, thankfully it was it was the, the perfect reply in many ways. I think Liverpool played with a a control that's been lacking even when they have won at times this season. The formation change definitely worked. I thought I thought Klopp just needed to change something. I think you just needed something to be shaken up just to just to try something different because there's been so much wrong. And um it made them look much more secure and, and solid. For a long time, you know, it, it looked to me like a four two three one. Klopp afterwards was adamant it was four four two. I just think a lot of the players who have been struggling looked a lot more comfortable in that setup, you know, and, and you know, I thought the, the midfield too, especially, you know, we've repeatedly talked about what an area of weakness that's been for Liverpool this season. I thought Henderson and Thiago were very impressive on the night. I think in that system, less was expected of Trent Alexander-Arnold, a little bit less responsibility in terms of going forward and making things happen. And, you know, he, he was very impressive on the night, obviously capped off with that brilliant free kick and yeah Liverpool just created I thought you know a, a lot of chances the only thing that was lacking was that clinical edge because um, yeah they should have been out of sight really long long before Salah tucked away that penalty yeah of course I mean the caveat is it, it was Rangers and actually you, you could question their quality but definitely more enjoyable to watch Kiva obviously they can play much much better than they did but a step in the right direction yeah, it felt a little bit like back to basics, didn't it, for Liverpool? And just, you know, James mentioned there, Trent Alexander-Arnold. And I think if you give someone like him more, you know, just defensive duties and give him, like James said, less responsibility in attack, because I think at times he's felt like he's the, you know, the maker of everything that Liverpool creates. And he doesn't always have to be. And I think having him in that back three and Costa Simakas getting a bit more forward worked really well for Liverpool. There was a balance in it. 
you know, Salah had to drop a little bit deeper. I think that got him more involved in the game than he has been in previous games because he was starting a lot of the time on the halfway line and having to, you know, one-two his way or dribble his way to, you know, to the box. And I think that got him, you know, his uh, creative juices flowing. And I felt like, you know, he, he looked great all night. And I think, obviously, like you mentioned, it's Rangers, so you can't get too ahead of ourselves in what we've seen Liverpool have to repeat that performance against Arsenal and of course against Manchester City because both of those teams have you know had a tremendous start to the season they look scary you know in attack both of them going forward and I think you know Liverpool have got to be able to to deal with that defensively and we know that the goals will come you know as they continue to to build and create those chances I think Alan McGregor just wasn't having any of it was he on Tuesday for a 40 year old keeper he did pretty well didn't he look on the formation front it looked to me like 4-2-3-1 but I know Jürgen was insisting James it was 4-4-2 but I suppose the idea would be to have Nunez as, as that man the furthest forward and trying to occupy those spaces across the width of the box yeah I, I thought the system probably benefited him as, as much as anyone because I think I think when he has played and he hasn't played too much this season has he since his summer move but there have been times when he's been quite isolated in that central role on his own and quite detached from obviously Diaz on one side and, and Salah on the other and I, I just think in that system with someone else for company uh, you know I thought Jota was was great on the night and he did he did play slightly deeper than Nunes it wasn't it wasn't a kind of an old style front two but it just meant that that Nunes had someone close behind him and some of the link-up play was really really promising and I thought you know some people obviously if your glass is half empty you'll you'll focus on the fact that Nunes probably should have had a few goals on the night I think he had six shots four of them on target you know Alan McGregor had a fantastic game but you know you'd have to say that probably a couple of those chances Nunes should have done better with in terms of, you know, I think he put them too close to the keeper. But, you know, I, I thought there was a lot to admire about Nunes. I thought that was a big step forward in the context of his Liverpool career. You know, of course, it's still a work in progress. But, you know, I, th- I think there's been times when he's played this season where he's looked he's looked like the new boy who's a little bit lost, a little bit still finding his way. Where do I fit into this team? But I thought the other night you could see the value of, some of the tri- the time that's been spent on the training field at Kirby in terms of I thought he looked like he was much more kind of linked in with what his teammates were doing you know especially with Salah I thought Nunez's movement was excellent at times to burst in behind Rangers and Salah picked him out you know brilliantly two or three times so um so yeah I know I know afterwards Nunez spoke to you know TV stations in South America and and said that you know, he is finding it a bit uncomfortable, the fact that he hasn't scored since that opening weekend of the Premier League season at Fulham and, and that, you know, of course he's anxious to get going. But I, I do think that when he when, when he gets one, you know, that they will start to flow for him because um you know, all strikers feed off confidence, don't they? And he you know, you don't you know, we're talking about someone who scored thirty four goals for Benfica last season. And I hope he wasn't beating himself up too much about the chances that went begging the other night because I thought, in fact, he should have been pretty proud of the way that he contributed. Yeah, it was a good display. Are you as confident, Kiva? Was there enough signs there that sort of show you that things will come good and his levels will be where they should be and he'll be scoring consistently? Yeah, I think so. I think a lot of people going into that game 
carried a little bit of doubt maybe over, you know, his impact. And I think what Erling Haaland's doing is sort of, you know, disrupting the mood coming into the season about Nunez and, you know, what he could offer Liverpool and obviously getting that three-match ban. It's been very disruptive for him, a disruptive start. But I feel like... James mentioned there the movements he showed. Some of his touches could be a bit slicker. He could get his head up a little bit more to to look around him. I think sometimes he just sort of fires the ball across or will pass it without really thinking too much into it. That'll be great when you know it works, but when it doesn't, it's quite noticeable. I think, like James mentioned as well, some of the shots, you know, you've got to be trying to get them into the corners. He just seems to be rushing it a little bit, but I think that's to be expected. He's got a lot of pressure. He's the big money sign and, you know, he got that ban and, you know, wasn't able to help the team through a tricky patch. And, you know, he's desperate to to score goals and start proving, you know, people right and people wrong as well. And I think that pressure is definitely there and you can see that in his his performances. He's, He's got to let that go a little bit and just find those touches and I think they will come for him he's definitely showing positive signs but I feel like when he did join and I just keep thinking about this I remember like Klopp's first interview was all about like how you know the next couple of years will be development and that kind of thing even though I think is he 24 so you know he's not massively young is he but I think you know in terms of playing to Liverpool style he he was never gonna drop in and, and be just you know scoring for fun straight away I feel like there would have been a little bit more work needed to his game and you can see that that's already happening and you know he looks already I think better than than the start of the season so I think in that Rangers performance definitely I mean you know not scoring I think sort of that would have capped off his performance wouldn't it just getting that goal and you kind of were willing it on for him just because you knew how much it would have meant for him and you know for him to get that and then move into the next game but you know you feel like when when it's right for him, it, you know, he can easily score four in a game and he should have probably in that game against Rangers. So, yeah, I feel pretty positive about, you know, what he can do for the rest of the season for Liverpool. And I think this formation helped him. Whether Liverpool will always sort of play that way remains to be seen because, you know, teams like Arsenal and City, I think you have to do, you know, a lot more sort of tactical thinking about how to defend as well as attack against them. So it's going to be interesting to see how he fares. But when it starts going right for him, I just feel like it'll just click into gear. We will talk more on the Rangers um, aspects uh, and how the team play. But actually, looking forward in, the, in this formation, do Liverpool use it again, James, for, for the Arsenal game? Is it? I mean, that's obviously a truer test of whether it works, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think it's a tough one to call. I think... I was trying to think back to the last time Klopp went with anything similar in terms of that system and, and it was it was when Liverpool played Man City away at the Etihad in November 2020 and if you remember rightly it was kind of around that time when it was Jota was putting some serious pressure on the established front three and going into that game all the talk was you know who's he going to leave out and in the end he didn't leave any of them out he played Salamane, Firmino and Jota that was kind of a 4-2-3-1 and, and absolutely flew at City and, and went 1-0 up that day. It was one of those games where almost City looked a bit shocked by what Liverpool hit them with in the first 20 minutes. But then they got to grips with it, equalised, and then I think De Bruyne missed a penalty. And in the end, Liverpool were probably fortunate to, to come away with a draw from that game. And then Klopp went back to 4-3-3 for the next game. I think influenced at that time by the fact that Salah was missing, I think with Covid in that following match. I thought it was interesting listening to Klopp the other night saying 
he was asked, you know, was this a system just for tonight or is this kind of a way forward to to kind of putting a run together? And he said, no, no, this was for us. It wasn't for the Rangers game. He said, he said, you know, little bits of it tactically were because of what Rangers were were, were going to set up. But he said it was mainly because we needed a different way of defending and we needed to be more solid and secure, which would suggest that he does see it working in other matches and... I, I don't know. I think I think I'd be a bit loath to move away from it. I know you could say, is it too bold to go to the, the Emirates and play that system? But you know, you don't necessarily have to keep the exact same personnel. I I I think that setup suits a lot of those players. I think you know, as as we talked about previously, the, you know, the fact that there is a little bit less responsibility on Trent's shoulders to do absolutely everything. The fact that you know that double midfield pivot. I think work well in terms of giving more protection to the centre backs because I don't think you can get away from the fact that Fabino, who obviously was dropped, has really, really struggled. He's not the only one, but I think he's probably struggled as much as anyone this season, Fabino, in terms of the drop in in his levels. And, you know, as as we said before, it, it, it seemed to trigger something going forward as well in terms of the creativity without leaving Liverpool wide open on the counter-attack. So I, I think I think there was so much to admire on the night that I, I know you do have to weigh up. It was only Rangers. They showed very limited ambition. Arsenal are flying, you know, completely different level. But personally, I hope he sticks with it. Maybe a couple of tweaks in terms of personnel. I, I, I think I'd certainly start Firmino at the Emirates because Roberto Firmino's got a, a fantastic record against Arsenal. But yeah, I hope he doesn't move away from the system completely because I like it. The way James is talking about it, fascinating there, really. It does make you think, you know, is it the way forward? And is this the reset that Jürgen was talking about after the Napoli game, Kiva? Yeah, it felt like there's been a few sort of false dawns this season. The Ajax game kind of felt like one a little bit as well. And, you know, when Liverpool get a win, it's like, all right, they're back now, they're back into... And I felt like if they would have held on against Brighton, it could have almost been that, like, you know, the it was a comeback victory and, you know, they, they found the way to the three points somehow. But obviously that wasn't to be and they probably didn't deserve three points anyway. So the Rangers game with the huge sort of caveat that obviously it was Rangers and, you know, Liverpool should be beating Rangers anyway, I think is important to note. But I do think it it just brought a confidence to the players. And I remember looking at Van Dijk and just thinking, you know, he looks imperious here, he looks confident. And I I think he would be anyway. Obviously, ex-Celtic, a lot of players like enjoy playing against the the you know the club's former rivals you know he he just looked dominant from the first minute to the very last he just looked like van dyke you know and he hasn't looked like himself i don't think all season he's lacked that little bit of confidence i think and he's lacked just looking like him, himself really on the pitch because we've watched you know a player who's been described as the best defender in the world, obviously post his injury, was going to struggle a little bit. But, you know, last season didn't really show too many signs of it. After a slow start, he got, you know, into that top gear that we know he can get into. And I feel like that is sort of maybe that transition's happening again this season. And that'll be key for Liverpool, I think, just having that sort of rock, you know, because Alisson's been maybe arguably Liverpool's player of the season, some of the saves he's come up with and... You know, I think he's he's been in great form. When you look at the team, those players need to have that confidence. I think Jordan Henderson was another one who, who put in probably his best performance of the season. I think that's important to Liverpool, that those players have 
their best game and that was Trent's best game as well and yeah it was against Rangers but they will take that confidence into the weekend against Arsenal because you know it's about repetition and it's about the feeling that the you know they've got right now which will be a good feeling because I think any win makes you feel good and you know in that sort of controlled manner it definitely will and that's why you know I guess sandwich in the Arsenal game and the Man City game with another game against Rangers albeit you know they might change tactics it'll be difficult I think will be good for Liverpool. I think the only concern would be defensively whether when Liverpool are getting forward, it, it was a back three. So I think, you know, that could maybe cause some, you know, gaps and holes to open a little bit like it did against Brighton. But I just think this Liverpool team looked more switched on in that game. And, you know, all we're willing is for them to look exactly the same against Arsenal. We know we've got they've got it in the locker to look that way. I just think it's about tapping into that now and you know hopefully this is the start of the season almost of like Liverpool going back to you know winning ways and just winning in the manner that they like to because it's been uncomfortable watching them and we haven't really been used to that have we the past few seasons you know coming away from Anfield and Liverpool haven't played well is just just weird really it was sort of getting to the point where we were thinking we we having to get used to this now is this like you know back to the sort of back to the old ways but no I think this team are fighting fighting to get back and you know they showed signs of that against Rangers but obviously it's perfect for them now these two games couldn't be you know bigger so they've, they've got to go and do what they did against Rangers you, you were so right mentioning Jordan Henderson I thought he was a he was a huge influence the other night in a, in a deeper lying role for Liverpool it looks comfortable there James yeah I, I think he's that that's definitely his is better position for me at this stage of his career. I know there's, you know, you rewind a couple of years and I remember he did go and see Jurgen Klopp one time and said that he wanted to be kind of released from that that number six role and play further forward and be more kind of box to box. But I think, you know, with the passage of time, I just think where he's at, it is the best place to, to utilise what he can give the team and I also think he looks better there when he's got someone else alongside him like again it was like playing with two two number sixes really wasn't it with him and Thiago working in in tandem that was by far and away as Kiva said Jordan Henderson's best performance of the season you know I thought I thought he kind of helped dictate play with it you know he, he snapped into tackles he won possession back you know I think Thiago the same and I think the stats said that he won back possession 13 times Thiago which is the most he's ever done in a Liverpool game in his career at the club. I think between them, the two midfielders completed like 100 out of 122 passes. And they just they just kept Liverpool on the front foot. You know, it was a brilliant pass from Henderson into Diaz that led to the led to the penalty. And there's that one in the first half where, you know, Henderson's clipped lofted pass perfectly into the feet of of Nunes when he one of the chances when he couldn't beat McGregor. So um yeah, I thought there was a, a lot to admire. I think, you know, Jordan Henderson would be the first to admit that he's on that long list of players who, you know, haven't done themselves justice so far this season. You know, that was a big, big improvement across the board. And I, yeah, I, don't, I just, that's why I think I'd, I'd be loath to change that kind of axis in front of the back four because they just work so well together, Thiago and, and Henderson. You know, it is tricky because we know that, you know, when Fabino is absolutely on it, I absolutely love watching him. And, he, you know, he's there are very few better holding midfielders than him around. But for whatever reason, he, he hasn't been 
close to, to what we've come to expect from him. Whether that's, there's an element of fatigue there, I don't know. But, he, you know, he has seemed to have lacked that usual energy and spark. And, and Liverpool did, you know, they, they just looked much, much better in terms of solidity and, and shape and, and organisation. In terms of Jordan as well, obviously he's had the two tests, finding his own form, but with the with the captaincy and the armband, it's sort of trying to get the best out of the rest of the squad, which again is a massive job, Kiever. And he and he spoke about how he'd been trying to motivate players within the group. I think he said some needed a kick up the backside, others needed an arm round the shoulder. The value at this point in time of a Jordan, of a James Milner, cannot be understated. Definitely, I think that's one of Jordan Henderson's best qualities: his leadership. You know, off the pitch as much as on it, and we haven't really seen it on the pitch as much as I guess he would have even wanted this season. But you know, you could see him sort of barking at other players, and you get that from him, even if Liverpool are having a good game or if they're having a bad game, and that's what he brings. And I think you know, he's definitely one of those players that would be able to sort of you know go into the dressing room and and you know approach different individuals and you know little pockets of players and you know cheer them up I guess or give them advice that they need whatever it is I think he's important and integral to that and you know why he has been such a good captain for Liverpool and what will go down as one of the Liverpool greats in that book because you know he has just been a leader and someone that you know I'd I'd love some advice from sometimes myself you know ever feeling a bit down on the dumps he'd be someone to pick you up definitely and motivate you and I think those players in that squad are key at the minute and I think moving forward I think if his performances are also good as well as that I think that really helps them because you know then they're like well he's playing really well and he's you know telling me to up my game I need to and how you know that worked in midfield with Thiago was great and Fabinho I guess has been you know one of the first names on the team sheet for such a long time he was just a player you didn't almost think of or question, he was just there, you know, he was maybe the midfielder that was the first name on the team sheet when the midfield has been such a changing thing and such a conundrum at times of injuries. Um, so I think maybe a little bit of rest for him will be a good thing so that, you know, double pivot could, you know, work going forward. But I think against teams like Arsenal and City, you do want someone like Fabinho at the best in there, you know, sort of um, clattering into people and winning the ball back. I mean, I absolutely love Thiago's sort of slip and slide sort of tackle. The way he tackles, he just always seems to go to ground and slide in and it, it worked really well for him the other night. And I think the only problem is, you know, if you give the ball away there, which I think he did a couple of times and Rangers picked it up, you know, high up the pitch. And I think against Arsenal or City, they probably punish you because they're a bit slicker and a bit quicker with the passes and you know, that could be something Liverpool look to shore up with three in midfield, I think, rather than just those two alone in those games. But yeah, Henderson, going back to what you said, such a leader and I think, you know, that performance will do him good too. And I think the team needed that. It doesn't matter who it who it came against. I just think it was it was important, you know, on the whole that Liverpool just won a game with ease and it was like we could sit back and just watch it and relax watching it. That was nice. We're sponsored for this episode of Walk On by LinkedIn, so it's only right that we crowbar in a reference to Liverpool's super slick recruitment process while we talk them up. 
Because when you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like Arnie Slot, probably. In any given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. In fact, on LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. So hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash walk. That's L-I-N-K-E-D-I-N dot com slash walk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Huge moment for Trent as well, given the, the tricky situation that's sort of circled him in, in recent weeks. But someone with a calm head, he's had to ride the storm and he put away that free kick. I don't know about you, I said to the, the guy next to me, when we got the free kick, he'll score from this. <laughs> it just seemed it's just seemed the perfect moment for him, James. It delivery, it was stunning. Yeah, I must have been. I thought the same, Steve. When the free kick was given, I think it was Nunes, wasn't it? It was bundled over by Ben Davis, I think. And um, you just thought it was a lovely range in terms of getting it up and down again. But uh, even then, yeah, the, the technique and the execution required to pull that off there aren't too many around who can who can do it, but um, yeah, great moment for him. And and I think was it twelve of the last fifteen in all competitions, Liverpool had conceded the first goal. And I think that feeds into the general lack of confidence because it it must just be demoralising that feeling of here we go again, another mountain to climb, another setback. That gave Liverpool the kind of the lift they needed to to go on and absolutely dominate the rest of the game. So it was. It was a big moment for the team, but also, yeah, big for him on a personal level. Because although you, know, you you can't say he's answered his critics, because I don't think any of the critics have ever criticised his ability to influence games going forward. It's it's at the other end where there's been, I think, a very unfair level of scrutiny that he's been subjected to. But I, I still think it's very, very impressive to be able to, to block out so much of that noise and, and perform to that level when you know the eyes of millions and millions are, are on you and every little defensive error is pounced on for people to try and you know prove that yeah I told you you know he can't defend it's, it's ridiculous so of course he can defend and and that was the perfect example the other night that you know in a in a system you know where less is expected of him and where you know it was very rare looking at the average pitch positions to see his average pitch position on the night was it back inside his own half and that very rarely happens that's why so much of the criticism I think is unfair because it ignores the role that Klopp tells him to carry out and so when people are like well why is that space at right back that teams are exploiting you know why, where's Trent why is he 20-30 yards up the pitch it's not because he's you know he, he's showing tactical indiscipline it's as Klopp's talked about, you know, very eloquently the other day, it's you know it's a risk and reward setup that Klopp and Liverpool play with a lot of the time. But you know when it doesn't work and when the protection's not right, you know quite often Trent finds himself in in the firing line. And I think he would be the you know he said himself didn't he the other night that the other side of it is of course he hasn't he hasn't performed to the the level that he would he would hope to as well. There's been some some errors along the way, you know, lack of awareness at times in terms of what's been around him. But um, 
of course he can defend. As much as it was satisfying to see him score that free kick, I think just as important was was the fact that you know he won so many defensive battles. I mean, you know, pre-match I was thinking Ryan Kent coming back to Liverpool up against Trent would be you know quite a, a decent contest, but you know it, it wasn't, was it? I didn't even notice that Ryan Kent was playing for the vast majority of that game because he had so little impact and, and much of that was, was down to the job that Trent did in keeping him quiet. We'll probably only know if Liverpool have turned the corner after the next nine days, Kiva. Obviously, Arsenal, Rangers, Manchester City. Uh, I don't know whether they've been overly optimistic, but you look at the league table and obviously Liverpool are there in ninth with 10 points, but they have got a game in hand on Arsenal and City. So if we said they won that game in hand and they beat those two, all of a sudden there's a very short gap at the top. I'm not being over-optimistic there. <laughs> Quadruple's back. Um, yeah. I think, no, you know, and, you know, we went through this last season, didn't we, a lot, when, you know, City was sort of looked like they'd ran away from Liverpool, and it was like 13 points, was it, at one time, where it was, I think, Liverpool had a couple of games in hand and that kind of thing, and, you know, Liverpool clawed it back. So I don't think anyone can really rule them out just yet. It just feels too early. You know, we don't know what's going to happen yet. The season almost has got such a long way to run. We've got a World Cup just, you know, planted in the middle of it. I guess Liverpool have got to win all the games now to the World Cup and then, you know, hope that their players that are going to the World Cup come back, you know, without injuries and they can just crack on going into the new year and I think that optimism among the fan base even in the hardest times when you know Brighton at Leandro Trossard's you know clinching his third and you know Liverpool have dropped points again I think even you know the most supportive Liverpool fan would have still you know been fuming at that but also had that optimism just in the soul almost thinking you know they could still I guess you know, it hasn't been pleasant view and looking at the league table. I haven't really looked at it a lot myself and, you know, couldn't blame anyone who has. It just feels too early and Liverpool have been playing too bad for us to, to care too much about that. It's more about the performances, getting that right and just getting those points on the board. I think beating Arsenal would be massive given they have just been like absolute flames to watch, haven't they, this season so far? Apart from obviously getting beat by United and I think Liverpool after sort of tap into that knowing that you know they're a tough test for Arsenal and for Man City I think beating both of those teams would would be massive and would maybe transform the conversation around Liverpool a little bit more because we're kind of thinking you know top four all right we're all sort of settling into that but go and win these two games and the game in hand and you kind of don't know where they're at you know even though it looks like Erling Haaland, who I've already mentioned on this podcast, is going to score about 800 goals. You know, Liverpool are still going to going to be chasing behind as, as much as possible to get ahead. It could happen. It could happen. Let's finish the podcast um, with a thought on a, a man we all love, a former Red who's got his first managerial post at Xabi Alonso, head coach at Bayer Leverkusen. How successful will he be, James? Always struck me as not just a great player, but an intelligent mind as well. Yeah, I think he's, he's certainly for a long time now is one of those kind of legendary Liverpool figures that you fully expected to to make that leap into management and you were kind of waiting and thinking this is going to be intriguing to see how it goes in the same way as, as someone like Steven Gerrard and um yeah big opportunity for him you know I think I think similar to to Gerrard he's he kind of he's done a bit of an apprentice which I think is clever rather than just jumping straight in he he obviously coached in the youth setup at um, 
at Real Madrid and then Sociedad B and now you know a huge opportunity for him in charge of Leverkusen in the Bundesliga and I think every every Liverpool fan will now have kind of Leverkusen as their as their German team, won't they? I think in terms of keeping an eye out for them and and hoping and wishing wishing him all the best because you know you only had to see the reaction he got at Anfield the other week for that Legends game to to appreciate the kind of enduring love for Zabi Alonso and um, you know I think we all hope that one day that the the path he's on at the minute will lead back to Liverpool. Imagine the uh, the day when you had maybe a, a Steven Gerrard Zabi Alonso double act in the dugout that would be good to see but uh, obviously a lot of a lot of hard graft and a lot of a lot of wins to mastermind for um, for that to become a reality at some point in the future but um, yeah huge opportunity for him and I hope he does well absolutely congratulations uh, Jabi Alonso fingers crossed on that role thanks for listening to the uh, the red agenda of course loads on the site to check out peace on Alonso being appointed by Leverkusen peace by James on the changing formation giving Liverpool much needed uh, solidity at the moment loads on there check it out and of course that special offer is still on pound a month for the next six months if you'd like to sign up thanks for listening to the pod we'll catch you next time